Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dev, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fad five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yo, what's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room, <clears throat> the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. This is Jimmy, and I'm here with my brother, B. Austin. You know what I'm saying? Uh, listen, we're going to be here for a short time today, but we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk some sports or quasi-sports or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, you know, just make sure that you stay tuned in. Listen, with the release of the schedule, we got a sneak peek at the NBA season. We'll give you our thoughts on that and some other stuff. So sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your guys in the war room. You know what I mean? Sip your cognac, and let's all watch. Listen, this is the greatest man cave in history of the galaxy. You can get on the conversation right now (laughs) by going to the body. I'm going to react like a Rottweiler. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or join us on Facebook or Twitter at war room sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. You know what I'm saying? So before we get started, though, I need to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, anytime on demand, you can check out our archived episodes of our show and all of our partner shows at the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on your, uh, you know, the website, which is warroomsports.com, or many of the major podcast listening platforms. There's never an excuse to miss an episode, so don't miss an episode. I mean, we got tissue on the tape, the Broad Street Line, Superstar Sports, John at the Teen on the Couch with the Wilsons, at the Further Review, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A bunch of uh, amazing content. But what up, fam? What's up with you, B. Austin? Man, just winding the summer down. Winding the summer down, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know. Our brother Dev is, uh, you know, um, right now traveling, um, taking care of, of kids in a, um, a village that, you know, Dev travels to the villages and feeds the baby, so Dev is out there. Is that Botswana or Rwanda? I think Sowento or Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Zambia, and Mozambique. So, you know, he all over, you know, on his thing. Yeah, yeah. Speak about the mother. But anyway, man. um, (laughs) So with that being said, though, like I said, man, let's, let's jump into these hot topics. And by the way, hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. Here's the bottom line, right? If you haven't checked out my bookie, stop wasting your time. You've got to check out my bookie so you can lay some bread on all the biggest games in sports. You can join the war and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the game starts. Join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Use the promo code WARROOM to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today, play, win, and get paid. I mean, it's really, you know, it's what it is. Listen, though, man, let's talk about uh, the National Basketball Association and get your thoughts on one, uh, B-A-N Simmons, not B-E-N. We call him <clears throat> nigga Simmons. Um, and the Sixers, they've reached a settlement agreement on the grievance that he filed to recoup his 2021 
slash 2022 salary. So he missed a, you know, four-year salary, but he, you know, put put that lawsuit game on to get some of his chicken back because he said he was injured and whatnot. But they reached a settlement agreement, man. So what are your thoughts on this whole Ben Simmons fiasco and finally, uh, you know, making that settlement? As a lifelong uh, Philadelphia 76ers fan, I'm unable to be objective with Bull. I'm unable. So for me, I'm highly irate and upset that the 76ers sent him any chick. Don't settle. They should be suing him for breach of contract and non-performance. Now, I know he went and had the back surgery, but that to me, based on him being a that's probably from him receiving back shots from troglodyte transvestites that he enjoyed hey, as opposed yo. to playing on the court. My bad, my bad. That was inappropriate. But, yeah, why, why – I, I, I don't know the terms of the deal. Um, returning to our regularly scheduled program, this is what happens in business. Um, whether you're – it's not about guilt or even liable. It's about time, value of money. Do I want to invest the time in fighting something, or is it cheaper just to settle, pay, and get it out of my hair so I can move on and make more money? So I, I get it, you know, from a business perspective where the sixes are coming from. It's just me. I can't pay a pinch nothing too, uh, too short. Yeah, but sometimes sometimes it's best just to, like, get this behind you. You know what I mean? Like, pay I, I guess you move know. on. You know what I mean? Like like you said, it's about time, man. Time is more valuable than money. So you want to spend time fighting the ball, just get this, like. Sugar-free, sugar-free wouldn't have paid her. <laughs> Sugar sugar free time is not as valuable as uh the Philadelphia seventy sixes. But um this you know, so I mean like you said, that's all business. It is what it is, man. Um listen man, another story that's in the in the sports news this week is uh your man Draymond his king. Because, you know, I don't know if y'all know this, but Bull called him his king, um, on his IG story. Um but his king signed a contract extension with the Lakers through the twenty twenty two 2023 NBA uh, season. I'm sorry, he signed a contract for the next two years. It's what, 90-something million dollars? It's about $48 million point, per year. 97.1. Yeah, so it's for two years, 97.1, so that's like over 40-some-odd million per year. Um, what do you think about LeBron uh, getting his chicken the way he does, like with these short-term deals and then just like maxing out all crazy? Um. Shout out, shout out to him and Kirk Cousins. Uh, and this will probably be the first time and the last time in the history of sports news media that Kirk Cousins and LeBron James are mentioned in the same sentence. Yeah. Uh, Kirk I don't know did how you got there, bro. How do you, how do you even get there? Kirk, Kirk Cousins, and I know it's not Kirk, but Kirk, Kirk Cousins does it because teams are in super need of a quarterback but he refuses to do a long-term deal at less than market, so he pushes them to franchise tax. He'll take the franchise, which is the average of the top five paid players at the position, and go ahead and use that franchise to rack up on cheese, a whole bunch of one-year deals, which puts him, yo, Kirk Cousins is top five highest paid players ever, I believe, in the NFL never, just based on I never peeped huh? I never peeped that he did that. I gotta go I gotta go back and do the science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check no, go check that out. It's, it's, fasc, it's fascinating. So teams are willing to give him four and five year deals 
at 20, 25 million. Your man says, no, just give me the franchise. And he's done that for four or five straight years. And when they, when you uh-huh. add up his earnings, you add up the earnings, yo, dude is like top five to top 10 ever earning wise. And he's mad mediocre. Now, obviously LeBron isn't mediocre, but he's doing the same thing. So he reaches the free agency market that much faster. And because of who and what he is, he's able to maximize earning potential, just two-year max, two-year max, three-year max, shit, one-year max. Mm -hmm. And it it allows him to rack up as opposed to taking a four-, five-, six-year deal. By the end of that deal, he falls out of the top ten, sometimes the top 20 in earning, but he's got that, that, that stability. If I'm a mid-level player, i.e. the greatest YouTube baller ever, John Wall, I want that stability because I can't automatically go out and get the top, the top of the top. So I need that over the length of the length of the contract. LeBron is LeBron. Top five, top ten, greatest of all time. He's always going to command top dollars. So he just maxes out. I never, so, I never so knew that. Yeah, I got to, I got to, I got a piece of Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know. Yo, that's the Kirk play. Cousins I never realized play. he did that. I never realized. Yo, Kirk, he we'll did pay that. you. That's we'll pay you thing. twenty. We'll pay you five years, a hundred million. Jimmy G deal. Nah, I take. I take. I take the franchise. Forty million. I double that one year. I double that one year salary. Yeah, he's done it. He's done that throughout his whole career. Yep. Yeah, shout out to Kirk Cousins. I, I, I got new information. I got new information. I didn't know he was out here hustling like that. He getting. Yeah, he, he out getting there. to that. No, he <laughs> he <laughs> put out. Yeah, he get he yeah, get him I, a, I he get him a couple dollars. He down with the bull Barry, Barry Reese. Yeah, what you think yeah, about I'll the bull calling him my king? Um, so I, I know you know Dev and I have had a more extensive conversation about this, and I'm sure that 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 you've thought about it, and, and perhaps we've even chatted about it over the years. But initially, and I'm going somewhere with this. It started with my my heroes, right? So. We all know that that I'm a I'm a Michael Jordan supporter, but I've got to see see him up close and personal, and I'm like all of the fanfare and all of the adulation that I gave him. Once I saw the ball up close and personal, yo, I was so disappointed in the human that he is. Definitely wasn't that type of Welvin, big Welvin fan, but we we used to really support Draymond for what he represented, man. And I feel like the more I support athletes, celebrities, stars, or whatever. The more I'm let down and disappointed by their character, I would have never thought that Draymond Green was capable of calling LeBron James his king. And you know how big, how how important dignity is to us here on the War Room. Like, yo, man, come on, fam, you're playing the NBA too, man. How are you yo, calling the Skyview? Shout to Skyview in the chat room. He pointed out that uh, Scott LeBron said FOH James Harden because they was trying to get Bron to take like a cheaper deal to like help his squad. LeBron said, "Yo, max me out. Give me all my max chicken. Y'all figure that out. That ain't that ain't my that ain't my job. Y'all figure that out. Give me my chicken." Yo, yo, because on the real, and I know Jimmy hates this because as a Lakers fan, you want to see chips. LeBron don't care about chips no more. He just wants to stay in the league long enough to get both his boys on the same squad with me. I don't care about getting no chips, Listen, man. He want to play with Bronny. And Bryce, listen, man. Listen, man. It is what it is, man. Yo, also the word came out that um, Udonis Haslam is going to announce where he's going as a free agent in a couple of weeks. So that word came out, so we got to wait for that announcement. 
Um, the fact that somebody reported that is hilarious. Yo, are you serious? You're not joking. Yo, that was a definite. Yo, that was a definite report. Report. <laughs> yo. Right, so anyway, man. Point, um, the whole, oh. my, my whole. I've spent Udonis' whole career hating on him because he's a bum. Not even hating. There's nothing to hate. He's a bum. But now I'm rooting for him. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm, I need to see Yo. him get a three-year, $3 million deal. Man. Association, though, um, the schedule was announced this week. So we got, got to see what a lot of the games are going to be. Um, a lot of fire basketball on um, on Christmas week. But the NBA started this new thing, right? So they're having what's known as NBA Rivals Week. Uh, which is from January 24th to 28th. So these are the games that they're having during NBA Rivalry Week. It's scheduled the Celtics versus the Heat, the Clippers versus the Lakers, the Nets versus the Sixers, the Grizzlies versus the Warriors, um, <laughs> Lonzo Ball versus LaMelo Ball, I'll be the name team, uh, Suns versus the Mavericks, Timberwolves versus the Grizzlies, Raptors versus the Warriors, uh, the Sixers versus the Nuggets, the Knicks versus the Nets and the Lakers versus the Celtics. Now, what's interesting to me about this is some of these, when I first saw this, I'm like, these aren't rivals. That was my initial reaction. Like they're, these aren't rivals. I see they're trying to, they're trying to create new rivals. Like Nuggets and Sixers is all about Embiid and Jokic. Like they're trying to make that a rivalry. You know what I mean? Like, like the 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 the, uh, the Bulls and the Hornets. When I first saw Bulls and Hornets, I'm like, why are they playing? That's not a rivalry. And I said, oh, the Ball Brothers. Like, you know, this is this is what they're doing. They're trying to make rivals. This is this is David. This is David Stern taking over Adam Silver's body, pushing the lead culture <laughs> listen, forward Adam, a little listen, bit. Adam out here trying stuff. Because even the Net Sixers, I'm like, that's not a real rivalry. But I guess the whole Ben Simmons angle and all that. Like, they're creating new rivalries. So, I guess it's not like a historical rivalry. These are what they consider current or possible future rivalries. So, um, and looking at it from that lens, I was like, all right, I can see what they're doing here. That's kind of dope. They're trying to create rivalries. We'll, we'll see how it plays out, though. Um, you got any thoughts on this? Um, usually, I hate, I, you know, I'm going to get off my lawn, dude. I kind of like this. I just kind of like this. Like, and, and, and the reason I like it, is because everyone knows we have coined the term and phrase competitive greatness. At least they shoot for 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 competitive competitiveness with this. I ain't gonna say competitive greatness, but they're shooting for competitiveness as opposed to catering to the fans and trying to increase the tempo of the game and get more three point shots. They're trying to get something mm-hmm. competitive out of it. I respect it. Yeah, pretty much. Yo, anti-AAU. So, um, sticking, sticking with the association, and if you guys can't see, we uh, we generally miss the association need basketball to start because there ain't no sports going on right now. Jimmy don't care about basketball. I like how you put that on me, Paul, but you don't care about nothing else either. Anyway. That's true. Um, no, I like the NFL sometimes. You like who? I like the NFL too sometimes and kickball, as you call it. No, no, I mean, listen, NFL is cool, but that ain't here either. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, NFL <laughs> talk is always great. NFL, basketball, but that ain't here either, though. You know what I mean? Anyway, man, real quick, though, um, keeping it about hoops. Um, so, DeMar DeRozan was uh, speaking with one Draymond, as previously mentioned, and he was talking about how clutch DeMar was and said that um, 
since 2012, DeMar DeRozan has made more clutch shots than um, anyone in the NBA, which is a total of 64 uh, clutch shots. Because he's wild, he's and, wild you know, underrated, and the way he sets, the way he has set his game up, um, he's bait. I was about to say something stupid, and and, and only my real basketball head would have would caught would have caught it. I said he set himself up as a, as an athletic Rip Hamilton, but he scores differently than Rip, even though they're both mid range mid range mavens. But he set his game up to get the easiest possible shot he can get with his athleticism. So it doesn't surprise me that a guy that focuses on twelve to eighteen feet and consistently hitting twelve to eighteen footers leads the league in clutch shots. I'm, I'm not surprised by that. You can't. You can't base your game on 23 feet and out and and consistently hit clutch shots, even if you can shoot over 40%. So where now, you from? Now, hold up, surprise. hold up, hold up. All right, all right. So, you know, there's an argument to be made because the person that's number two in clutch shooting, and most of his shots are beyond 24. And he's only two behind DeMar. Now, granted, he's a he's a he's a – once in a lifetime talent as, as it pertains to shooting, but that goes against what you said. Demar has sixty four, Steph has sixty two. Can you guess who's number so, three? So my argument, my argument would be that based on where Demar shoots and what he shoots, Steph is an alien and the an outlier. Steph is an alien and an outlier. I, I think if you take everybody else that shoots from where Steph shoots, you'll see a significant drop off. And if you can find, well, let me ask you this question. Well, still well let me ask you this question. Shot. Who else actually uh-huh. shoots from where Steph shoots? Uh, the the the, the ball that can't really do it in Atlanta, uh, Dame Dollar, uh, Beasley right. now. So, real quick, uh-huh. interesting you said that. Dame is number three. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and he got sixty-one behind DeRozan sixty-four. So Steph got sixty-two, Dame got sixty-one. But here's where it gets interesting because he's actually tied to third with 61 clutch shots made. The person he's tied with is someone that, according to NBA fans, is a piece of, uh, let's say, feces, um, which is Russell Westbrook, believe it or not. Russell Westbrook has made 61 clutch shots in the same time frame. He's only three behind a guy who's number one. I see what's going on here. I see what's going on here. Me interpreting so, interpreting the data and doing a deeper dive into the data, this is also not just about your efficiency, but about your willingness to take the shot and how many of those opportunities you've been put in. Well, yeah, I mean, so it's not it's not about your percentage. I mean, Michael Jordan shot one of the most terrible percentages as it pertains to clutch, but at the end of the day, he was taking them. What, what, what's, the, what's the old what's the old cliche they tell you? That uh that 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 um like Michael Jordan looks like the third most shots ever. Yeah, but he was gonna keep taking them joints too. But um, you know, so that goes into this. But Russ is sixty one and number five is LeBron Raymond James at fifty five. But that's our stat of the week. And it's an interesting stat of the week because um the one thing that popped out to me when I saw that, um, was Russell Westbrook because he had a he had a terrible season. Let's not get me wrong, I mean do look completely dreadful, but it's it's crazy when you see guys have a fall off and people forget like they're excellent. You know what I mean? Like, can I can I, can I, can I share my take on on Russ? 
just real quick, five seconds. I don't think the fall off is as drastic athletically as people are making it seem. I think dude is out of sorts, discombobulated, and disconnected from the team he plays on. I think when placed in the right circumstance and situation, Russ can be Russ. I don't think you come out of I don't think you come out of DC doing what he was doing for the Wizards, go to the Lakers and just immediately forget how to play basketball. I think the system wasn't set and proper for him and they asked him to do things that he's not necessarily yeah. good at. I mean, I watched him play. Boy looked oh. terrible, yo. Boy looked terrible. I mean I think he I can't make no excuses for him. But what I will say is I also still remember who he is. Like, the fact that he at, he does look like he's taking a step backwards. Now, time will tell. So he'll be able a chance to redeem himself. He'll get the opportunities. You think he's what? I don't know. I don't know. If he comes out looking the same yeah. way he did, I mean, there's certain, dude, there's certain dudes, man, like, you know, they take step back and people forget who they are. Um, And he's one of those guys. Like, you can't forget that this is Russell. He's a, he's a – He's an MVP in his league, but when you look at his career overall, like just where he's played, where he's um, the teammates he's had, he's kind of had a rough. I mean, you played with KD and, Le- and LeBron, who were two of the three top players in this generation. Some of them, you know, most people add Steph into that too. So Steph, LeBron, and KD are the top three players of this generation, right? So I mean, you wouldn't argue that, would you? Not at all. All right, so with that being said, you play with two of them where any mistake you make is going to be really, really, uh, you know, exacerbated and, 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 you know, and you're playing against two guys with two of the biggest fan bases. And you happen to play the same position as the other guy. So you're constantly compared to a Steph. And, you know, Steph, Steph does things the right way, quote, unquote. So he has, plays a different game than you. So you're constantly compared to him. And then you play with, the other two guys who probably have the biggest fan base who try to put everything on you. So it's just unfortunate. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, he's a legend. And you got to put some respect on his name. And this statistic just reminded me of who he is. You know what I mean? By the way, Scott, using in the chat room, said now you got to Google some Rip Hamilton highlights because you brought up Rip Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, Rip Hamilton was one-third of the athlete that uh, DeMar DeRozan is. But they both scored from the same place on the court. That was kind of the point I was making. A little different. I think Demar has the ball in his hands and dribbles into those shots, and um, and Rip made himself into mini Reggie Miller and just came off those screens and pinned downs inside of the three point line. Yeah. So um, let's get on to our quarter of the week. That was our Saturday week in terms of those shots. But now let's get on to our quarter of the week. Now, this quote says, "At their best." I'm taking the 2004 Detroit Pistons to beat any finals team in NBA history. End quote. And that quote was by at basketball within borders. They said that the 2004 Detroit Pistons at their best can beat anybody, any NBA finals team in history. Any thoughts on that, bro? Basketball with borders is idiot. And y'all know how I feel about Chauncey. Y'all know how I feel about uh, the center from Grass High. She, y'all even know how I feel about my man, uh, uh, Tayshaun Prince, man. I, I, I actually really liked slash loved that team. 
but it's out of control now, man. Much to their doing because of the way they talk about themselves, like the Celtics talk about themselves. But yo, dog, they won one chip. Yo, I, they I won showed Devin this quote. Devin, I showed Devin this quote. Devin was like, yo, the team they beat for the championship, I think they would have lost to them nine out of ten times. They just happened to beat them that one mm-hmm. time. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't even know if I want to watch them play. Because, remember, they, that's a, they, yo, they used to be winning games like 60 to 59. <laughs> <laughs> they win, they, yo, they would win games 43 to, to 40. Yo, I just yo, remember remember the final series with the with the Spurs, yo. The games was like fifty seven, fifty nine. Yo, yo, Cats was angry that these two teams made it to the to the final. They was they was highly upset. Um, yeah. my response to that quote is no, yo, you stupid. Next. <laughs> All right, real quick, we got a second quarter of the week, man. And this is from a uh, you know legendary boxer Javante Davis. This is this is from the files of tweeted out backlash came and he deleted it. Boxers gotta stop using mental health shit to get out of stuff. Your ass is just a a bit. End quote. Mm-hmm. And that's from Javante Davis. Um, and then he didn't like the response, so my man deleted it. But I mean, he put that thought out there. Do you know who he's referring to or what he's talking about? Not in particular. But I've watched a few of his interviews recently, and there's a couple of cats. I Listen, I, I realize that that comment, that tweet, was a little foolish. Um, it was a little insensitive. But I'm, I like the boxer that Tank is turning into. Like, I like dude. Like, he's... he's he is the opposite of the dude that tried to put himself out there as his mentor. Yo, he takes a Spanish approach to boxing. Like, he trying to fight. He trying to rumble anybody. He trying to rumble all comers. He hits very hard. He's got melanated athleticism, and he, and he seems as though he's getting smarter. Wouldn't be able to tell that by that, uh, that tweet. But it yeah. seems like he's getting smarter. He's starting to figure out that that. I can stay in this game as a boxer. I can slug. I can change my styles up. I don't got to get hit a lot. Yo, I, I, I like the direction he's going. And what about you? Have you watched his, his last three fights? No, no, I, I have. And I agree with what you're saying. I'm, I'm thinking, that, like, you know, it's crazy to say this, but I think that everything's slowing down and he's figuring out how yeah. to be a pugilist and not just a puncher yeah. now. So, he was just a wild – I mean, just a wild – He's just a wild, light-skinned African athlete when he got in the game. Now, <laughs> yo, he start, he's starting to, yo, he's starting to figure some things out. Yo, I really like, I like his interviews, even though he got that Baltimore accent. He's becoming more articulate. He's, he's sharper. He looks like, he, he sounds like he can actually read as opposed to the guy that tried to mentor him who couldn't read. Like, I, I respect, I respect what I see going on, man. So, I, just, so I just want to acknowledge that that during this during this conversation about you know Tank that uh, I caught your shade at the other ball. Oh yeah, about you sent three a couple shots, times. couple shots at him. Yeah, about yeah, three. yeah. I just want you to know I caught it. I'm just acknowledging mm-hmm. that I heard it. I don't know if anybody else mm-hmm. did, but I did. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, with that being that said, tweet, man, that tweet was insensitive. That tweet was insensitive, but there've been much worse things done. I mean, there've been guys that have been world champions fifty and zero that beat on women. 
and, right, and Tank is one of them. He's not one of them. He's still letting it fly. He's still letting it fly. So with that being said, though, man, let, let's you know mm. we got to get into uh, you know what happened while they want to ground. But before we do that, though, I just got to say this: that if anybody wants to uh, call and talk to us, like I said, it's going to be a short time, but you know we're still going to be here for a couple more minutes. But um, you can call in on the Digital Extreme Technologies Hotline. That number is three two three four one zero 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 one two. You know what I'm saying? Press one when prompted. And that's how you get in, uh, you know, to what we got going on, man. But uh, we got to get into what happened this past week while you were on the grid naive. What happened while you were on the grid is also brought to you by Digital Extreme Tech, right? So if you need a custom website, you got to hit up Digital Extreme Tech. By the way, their number is 267-205-4203. Their website, digitalextremetech.com. And when you speak with them, go, yeah, and they give you the discount because they're going to know that they heard, you heard about them from the war room. But, you know, we got to talk about, you know, what happened this past week. Wow. You were on the Grizz Naive. Um, longtime Princeton basketball coach Pete Carrill dies at age 92. 92. So mm. what do you remember about him, if anything? Um, Not much, but I do know that he was a great and brought a lot to the game. And when you live to be 92 years old, it is a celebration. It is a celebration. So his offense is legendary, right? Like literally nope. legendary. Um, and the I just remember them competing. He's the originator like, of the Princeton offense, the high, the high post pick and, uh, pick and cut offense, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful so, basketball. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, and I and they competed. They could they competed in um, you know, several uh tournaments literally just using that system. That system is amazing. Um but you know you gotta give him the props. He's a, he's a legend. And shout out for the Golden State Warriors still at a level keeping it alive. Shout out to the, the Sacramento Kings of the early two thousands with Doug Christie and, and C Webb and Valade Dottie. He liked the potty, bringing it to the NBA. Um, but you still see a little bit of Princeton in uh, in what in what uh, in what the Golden State Warriors do. But here's what's interesting, right? So we talk about the Kings that did it. The reason the Kings did it is because they hired him as an assistant. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. they hired him as an assistant yeah. back in '96, and he was their coach from '96 to like you know assistant coach on their bench. Um, it's like 2011, implementing that offense. So you do know, we blame his, do we um, blame him? Do we blame him for this part of this trend of positionless basketball because he took bigs away from the basket and got big men that could pass their ass off? Or I don't no? know, that's a great point. I never thought of, never thought about it that way. But um, amongst his accomplishments, though, uh, he won the Ivy League championship thirteen times in nineteen seventy five. Um, they actually won the NIT. So he's well accomplished, a legend in the game. Um. Of basketball, so you know he's in the basketball hall of fame. So you know, rest in power to 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 him and uh, his contribution to the game of basketball because uh, he made a major contributions. And um, like you said, the Warriors are still keeping it keeping it alive. You know what I mean? So um, that's what it is, man. So I, the other thing I want to talk about that happened while you want to grind is uh, LSU quarterback Miles Brenner. Um, he walked away from football after signing five NIL deals, right? And he gets to keep the money. Um, so 
the way the the way it's structured like with the NIL, it it can't depend on how much time you play or whatever it is you do. Um, you get to keep that money. And he had a bunch of NIL deals, but he's like, look, I'm taking this bread and I'm done. You know what I'm saying? He's tired of playing college football. He didn't play mm. a single game since signing, right? But NIL deals can't be based on performance. So he's the first prominent player in the short history of the NIL to get paid and never step on the field. And he had multiple mm. NIL deals. So what do you think about this? Do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? Do you think this can affect, like, how NIL, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, NIL deals are structured moving forward, or is it like it is what it is? Um I don't think it's a good or a bad thing in the grand scheme of things. I think it's just a thing. I think it's just an adjustment. It, there, there will be a market adjustment, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. NIL is still the wild, wild west, and people corral, corral new technology, new investment strategies, new assets. They do it all the time. The government does it. So they can figure out how to, how to number one, first and foremost, make tax revenue off it. Number two, allegedly keep the public safe and have policy that benefits the public as you introduce a new concept, a new asset, a new thing, right? That's what the government does. Big business adjusts and, and, and corrals it and, and legislates it so that they can control the money that they make off of it and 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 mitigate downside risk, such as mm-hmm. Miles Brennan taking the bag and walking away. But it's an adjustment. Something like this happens along the lines of every new type of revenue stream or revenue flow or investment. It happened with, with, with crypto. It happens it's happening with NIL. It's gonna happen with uh uh NFTs. So I don't think it's a good or a bad thing. I think it's just a thing, and big business will move to to cure it very, very swiftly. Why? Because they have to mitigate downside risk to themselves. If I give you the bag, mm-hmm. I need you to perform for the bag because the value – and here, here's what it boils down to. It's not about right or wrong. The value ascribed to the NIL, the name, image, and likeness, is based on your performance on the field. We gave you the money up front with no guarantee that you had to perform. So he took the bag yeah. and he said, I'm done. Now, they'll put, mm-hmm. they will find a way to protect themselves against future, um, against future cats doing that. But in the grand scheme of things with collegiate athletics, for how long has the NCAA and big business raped college athletes of their finances? Yeah. So, so this is this hit is, this, uh, this is this is my man Miles getting back for the cold crush. He getting back for the cold crush, brothers, man. Yeah, this is this is uh, a <laughs> collegiate reparations, man. You know what I'm saying? So you know, yeah. um, real quick though, five you in the chat room. There's a couple things though. He uh, talking about Pete Carrillo said he gave Princeton some respect and he said living in ninety two that's a good run. Yo, you ain't can't lot aired, bro. That's that's a that's a mean run right there. Ninety two, ninety two of them. Um, also shot the nail on her birthday vacation. You know what I mean? So that's his uh, father oh, for the chat room partner in crime. So happy birthday to Neil out there celebrating the birthday. Um, and appreciate Scott you still being with us in the chat room. You know what I mean? No so doubt. with that being said, though, um, 
like I said, I told y'all when we came on, this is going to be a short show, man. Ain't nothing really going on in the world of sports, though. But we still got to show up every week to make sure that we do what it is that we do. Um, but that's what happened this past week while you were on the grind. But now we have to get into what happened this date in sports history, and this is brought to you by Sports the Book. It's the bottom line of the greatest sports book ever written. You can get your copy at warroomsports.com. Be often. August 18, 2016, Usain Bolt wins the gold medal in the men's 200 meters for the third successive Summer Olympics in Rio de Janeiro. What did he say, Rio de Janeiro? He wanted the Rio de Janeiro. So um, Usain Bolt, Mm -hmm. where do you hold him in the pantheon of all-time great athletes? Um, by, By, you know, with sprinting and running, you, there's tangible, quantifiable data that allows you to rank, right? So by the mm-hmm. numbers in his sport, he is he's at, at best, he's the greatest of all time as a sprinter. Mm-hmm. And at, even at worst, he's at the table of God. He's at the table of God. And I say mm-hmm. that because of fun, and I would put him as the GOAT sprinter, because of the run that he went on, which wasn't super long, but it was long enough. He sustained himself at the top of the game for about a decade. For about a decade. And he with, created a, he created like moments because I'm not one that's yes. into track and feel all big and heavy, but no, no, I'm gonna, was I was, I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get. To, I'm gonna let you rock. So, so the reason that, yeah, that well, I, I do give him the great is not just because Michael Johnson was the great. The bull had had the personality of a cardboard box in the ring. Yeah, he kind of, yeah. Like, Usain Bolt had so much personality that he brought you and roped you into the sport. I mean, Jimmy and I, we don't watch, we don't watch tracks or nothing other than cake moving up and down the track, and that ain't got nothing to Man, do with Usain. But you want to tune in. in you want to tune in to Usain because you want to see him showboat. You want to see him do the thunderbolt. You want to see him wave at cats as he runs by him. You want to see him pull up at the finish line and still smoke cats. Like you, he, as you said, he created those moments. So for me, yeah, he's he's the goat sprinter. He's the goat sprinter, and that's what all due respect he to created. Justin Gatlin, Maurice Greens, Otto Bolden's of the world, Carl Lewis. Those were all all Jesse Owens all time great. They all they all fight for second man, dude. Matt 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 Madden Madden is number one man. Madden's them. Ramsden has it. Yo, mm-hmm. and and by the way, I just looked it up. My guy got a net worth of ninety million. So, I mean, my dude, my dude ran no, no. ninety million. Like, yo, book, book, yo, listen. The reason he stopped running because he retired at an age where he could have kept running. Like, I think he retired at like thirty-two, but only like thirty-four, thirty-five now. Under normal circumstances, <laughs> he could keep running. My man retired for three reasons: a, get that chicken. B, smoke weed. Three, draw upon him Guinness and drink upon him rum. Get the bag, smoke his herbs. <laughs> and get that get the poom poom. Yeah. 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 And ma- so now he, he runs now. around the world. He runs around the world with 90 million, great business ventures, and he just tries. I don't know if you noticed, yo, Bull just tries this. So he went and played professional soccer for free. Like he's a really, really good soccer player, couldn't make the level he wanted to, but he just wanted to play professional soccer, so he did it. 
Now he's making music. Bulls are uh, a dance hall producer. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, Bulls yo. is dunking. Yo, if you can, yo, if you can reach him, he'll come. He'll come do. He'll come join by the block. Why not? <laughs> Shout out to say, man. We boom boom down. Yo, bull, bull like Jake, bull like Jadakiss. If you can reach him, he's gonna get down with you. It's just a matter of if you can reach him. Yo, all right, listen, man. I want to shout out to Usain Bolt, man, and his whole movement, man. My guys with 90 M's out there, man. So, you know, gotta gotta give him this flower. But you know, from this date so. in 2016, he won another gold um, in Rio de Janeiro. But with that being said, though, be awesome to be getting out of here, man. We we, we right at the time. I told you before we came on, man. 35, 45 <laughs> minutes. We got at 40 yeah. minutes, man. We, I mean, yeah, that really stuff to talk about, man. I ain't got time for none of this. Ain't nothing else to talk about, right? So thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us with another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or our group chat, all the callers who called in. Like, we couldn't really get to you because there's nothing really to talk about. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we appreciate you nonetheless for tuning in. Shout out to Skyview, Kev, always being in the chat room, holding us down. Kev, we appreciate you, good brother. You already know what it is. But, listen, you can catch all of our content, including us as well as our brothers and sister shows, you know, Go right to the hub, warmsports.com. You know what I mean? The Warm Sports Podcast Network. You can find all the shows there. Um, you can find everything we do at the hub of warmsports.com. All of our social media contacts, sports the book, everything can be found there, man. Everything can be found there, right? So just make sure you tune into warmsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on Tills Naive. Stay in tune to Jimmy, know the blueprint. Yo, every Thursday, six to eight, they do this. Shout out to Dev. PJ, be off and dot bay on replay. War Room Sports. Com. Get that mobile app, it's knocked out Call it 323, smoking double 012 They be going and you sensitive, then oh well yeah. Physical podcast, the tough sports uh. Showtime like magic in the block push magic. Listen alive, push one to join in Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment Hip-hop dollars, pit-stop knowledge uh. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college Five guys, no beef though Corporate secrets, but the streets know Bellafani, I got a chief flow KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode Two hours, get your game up Who's the best in sports cast, you better name us War Room Sports War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.